Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Now, though, uh, if you live in Wellington, or indeed if you have a keen eye for city planning, this one's for you. You know Wellington, of course, famously home to the sparkliest, newest, warmest, driest housing in the country. Cheap rents. A veritable mecca for first home buyers. Mm. Not quite. It is one of the toughest places to build new homes in the whole country. And the capital is in the midst of writing its district plan, a master document that will determine where housing can be built and what those houses can look like. And the panel in charge of that plan has taken a bit of heat. It's been accused of conservative, regressive decision-making, which will make uh, new housing even more difficult to get built. To talk a bit about this, we've got Stuart Donovan on the line. No relation. Stuart is a senior fellow with Motu Economic and Public Policy Research and has worked in the transport and land use policy sector for more than two decades. He's on the line now. Kia ora, Stu. Kia ora. Tell me about this district plan, first of all. What's going on? Right. It's a, it's a fascinating situation. Um, so I should, I should start by saying I'm an economist, not a planner or a lawyer. Uh-huh. But um, the general situation is that the um, Wellington City Council has sort of passed a, a draft district plan, if you like, and the independent hearings panel now... Um, oh, dear. That didn't sound good. Stu, are you still on the line? At the moment. Oh, Stu, I'm afraid we we, we cut out there. Would you mind um, uh, just re- repeating that answer? This district plan, you were talking about the um, the IHP, the hearings panel. Yeah, sorry. Can you hear me now? Can hear you loud and clear. Excellent. Yeah, so the um, the independent hearing panel is is considering the district plan from Wellington um, that Wellington City Council has developed and making recommendations. Um, on what they think councillors should do. And tell me a bit about this this panel. The IHP is the um, initialism, the Independent Hearings Panel. What is it? Who is it made mm-hmm. up of? I think um, typically, well, you have to be a qualified sort of commissioner and there's there's a process that you go through to, to, um, to qualify, I guess. Um, and I wouldn't be an expert on, the, on that qualification process. But, um, yeah, typically these would be people who have planning, backgrounds in planning, maybe law, um, architecture, um, urban design, potentially. So that's the sort of general background to, to most commissions. So could you, you could kind of shorthand it as it's an expert panel that knows about things like um, uh, urban development and housing and, and so on and so forth, and they are tasked with providing advice to the council, but the council ultimately makes the calls, yeah? Yeah. Under the legislation, if council's going to sort of um, diverge from the for the panel's recommendations. They do have to they do have to justify that. It's not a it's not something that they can just ignore. So um, it is the panel's recommendations do have quite a bit of weight, um, and council has to you know consider them carefully, and, and and convince central government. I guess at the end of the day that they're 
they're taking their recommendations seriously. Okay. So why is this panel front and centre in Wellington discourse at the moment? What sorts of things has it been recommending? Uh, well, I think the general gist of what the panel is recommending is a downzoning in housing capacity compared to what council was proposing. So the panel is suggesting across a number of policy areas that the, um, the, the, the district plan be uh, modified to reduce housing capacity. And that, in a city with housing costs like Wellington has, that's quite controversial, as you might imagine, um, because it's, you know, it, 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 the general sense, and, and I would subscribe to this, is that um, downzoning is going to put upwards pressure on prices. It's going to make it harder to build houses. Um, so that's that's where a lot of the controversy is coming from. Coming right. from, I think. And so the economic theory mm. being, the more houses, the, the the more supply that you have, if there is sufficient demand, means that the prices will come down. And the panel's advice seems to go, well, not necessarily go against that fundamentally. They just have a different idea of what's needed in the sort of uh, midterm future for Wellington. In a way, I mean, the panel's position seems to be that they think there's enough capacity. And from that, they've they've made the, they've drawn the conclusion that because they believe there's enough capacity, that downzoning will not put upwards pressure on prices. And um, I think that's wrong. I think a lot of people think that's wrong. I think um, there's the there's the economics to this. There's also a really interesting dimension around the legislation that the panel's working under, which is central government in New Zealand for, for the last five or ten years has been trying to encourage councils to provide to, to enable more housing um, and this legislation that this process is happening under sort of places a high bar on on on, on councils they should enable as much housing as they can um, and the panel seems to be taking a much more say negative view and sort of suggesting that it's only going to upzone where it believes there's a really strong case for it right. and so I think there's there's a really interesting legislative question about whether the panel is sort of discharging its duties in a way that aligns with the legislation. And then there's the economics, which is um, I think they've misread the evidence or they don't seem to understand the um, the evidence that does exist. Well, what is the justification for the position that the panel has taken? Um, I, I can't speak for them. I mean, they've, they've produced some substantive reports. Um I, I think it's fair to say that I, I personally take a different read of the legislation. I think I think you should be enabling as much as you can. And if you are not, you know, if you have to restrain housing supply for certain reasons, then you have to, um, there's a very high bar in terms of providing evidence to justify that. The panel seems to be taking the other view. And there's, um, there's actually an interesting part of the report where they have to upzone um, because of a sort of, procedural quirk um council didn't submit the right um report and so the panel has to upzone and they're almost apologizing for it mm -hmm. and i think that's that's a really interesting kind of um sim signal about the way that they're they're viewing housing capacity which um i think is you know out of alignment with both the legislation and given the media coverage it seems to be out of alignment with what most people in Wellington sort of wanted from this process. That's, that's speculation, of course. When we talk about density, I mean, in, in sort of plain English, we're talking here mm. about sort of demolishing older villas or, or space-intensive homes and, and building townhouses and apartment blocks, right? 
Yep, enab- enabling that to happen if yeah. people want that to happen. And yep. and a thing that happens in Wellington, it happens in places all around the, the, the country, I suppose, but particularly in Wellington is um, there are people who really like historic buildings or um, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and sort of treat them as, as though they are, they are taonga, you know, they're really precious parts of, of a city's character and identity. And they mm-hmm. are um, more hesitant with the idea of knocking down those buildings and building um, high, you know, high intensity housing because they feel as though the character of the city would be um, would 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 suffer for that. Do, do you have any sympathy mm-hmm. f- for that perspective? Um, I guess I mean I have sympathy for the values, you know, in the sense that I also value heritage and character. Um, I think it's important to note that the that. The um, heritage sort of is a separate thing from character. So right. heritage buildings are still protected. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of character, council did identify a reasonably large number of character zones. Those are sort of areas where they think the buildings t- together have some some additional value, um, and they were proposing to protect them. Um, what's interesting is once again the the panels come in and said we're gonna we're gonna actually expand your character zones by I think it was two to three times. Mm-hmm. So a really big increase, you know. Um, and still, so I think, a, you know refl- still a relatively sorry. small part of the overall land area of Wellington, though, yeah? Um, yeah, but it's the, a lot of the most desirable land for right. development. So that, this, is, this is the challenge, is that in a city like Wellington that's so constrained geographically, mm-hmm. um, you're locking up all the, you know, these recommendations are going to lock up some of the most desirable and accessible land um, and prevent it from being redeveloped. And that's where the people want to live. Um, so that's that's problematic, of course. An interesting element of this is that um, you've got both sides of the political spectrum criticising the basic e- economics of this. Act, act, both ACT and the Greens have come out and said the, the economics don't work out. It's Capulets and Montagues getting married, Stu. <laughs> it's fascinating to watch. I, I can't remember a, um, a sort of policy process that has captured the imagination and, and united people so much. But I think it... Um, yeah, it does suggest that there's there's a lot of feeling behind this, and I can I can understand it because New Zealand does have expensive, low quality housing, and and Wellington's probably top of that list in a bad way. So, um, yeah. So what what's expected to to happen? Is council expected to simply just pass these recommendations, carte blanche? Uh, you you did mention before that if they want to go in a different, if mm. council wants to go in a different direction, it has to justify that. But I suppose there are lots of ways to justify decisions, aren't there? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's a really good question. I've been pondering that too. I mean, you know, it really depends a little bit on what council wants to do. Um, they, You know, they may just let it go through to the keeper and just sort of roll over. Um, I hope they don't. Um, they might, um, they or anyone could actually undertake or, or, or sort of um, look to um, look to a judicial review because there's a sense that, you know, if I'm right, that, that, that there's a question marks over whether they're discharging their sort of duties under law, then um, that could be subject to a judicial review. Um, central government could get involved because, um, you know, I mean, both major parties and, 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 and other parties have committed to delivering more housing. And I think um, the political sort of unity on this issue has is, is been encouraging because, you know, that might have, that might sort of signal that central government's going to step in and actually clarify the legislation. I mean, I think it's pretty clear already, um, but, you know, obviously the the planning 
um, sort of planning processes is still throwing up these what I would call, you know, poor decisions that are leading to less housing capacity. So there's really a number of different ways it could go. It's quite unpredictable and quite fascinating to watch. Um, and I mean, just finally yeah. on this, we've we've got about 40 seconds left, but I, I suppose yeah. at the crux of this matter is, you know, you, you have to plan for the future, but you also want to be realistic and not necessarily overcommit resources, particularly if you're in a situation like Wellington, which has a lot of things to deal with at the moment. And, yeah. and yeah. The, the, the matters of priorities, I mean, Everybody likes to, to, to criticise decision-makers, but they do ultimately have to make the decisions, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. And, and you know, infrastructure is a valid reason to sort of stage development and think about development care, carefully. It's not usually a valid reason to block it entirely. I mean, you know, you can, you can just make sure that the costs of that infrastructure is sort of charged back to developers or, or, or the occupants of the buildings or, you know, pay through rates or, or user charges. So... It, you know, infrastructure is a good thing to think about carefully. I wouldn't use it to block development. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't think anyone at a sort of high level disagrees with the need to plan. I think um, I think what we're what we're struggling with is just that we, we need to enable more housing. Um, and that goes for most of New Zealand cities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Stu Donovan, the man with a great last name. Thank you very much for your time this evening. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.